Welcome to Rice's Rice, a podcast about the British East and Southeast Asian experience where we talk about all things Asian and not. I'm Akina. I'm Jem. I'm Connor. And I'm Daniel Yortlow. I'm a writer, an actor, a filmmaker, a musician. And what is your stereotype for this episode? Um, it's really funny you mention that because I started doing one on Facebook, which is like, how Asian are you? And I gave up halfway through because I just thought, I can't, I mean, I can't get with this. It was things <laughs> like, like, like you, 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 you still go home when your parents tell you to and you, you yeah. never ask <laughs> the quiz. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. A weapon, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've done, done the quiz. quiz. Well, I, I was it. like, I don't, I never know. I don't <laughs> adhere to any. I mean, the stereotype I probably do adhere to is food, probably. Yeah, the yeah. love yeah. of food yeah. and like yeah. food as a love language. And a sort of a weird obsession as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This week, we're having rice served with activism, model minority, and more. Well, amazing. Thank you for joining us on Rice is Rice this week. Um, and I guess we'll just kick it all off. As you heard, we have Daniel York low on our humble sofa. <laughs> and um, if you're at all interested in sort of equality and, and, and representation in, in the creative arts for British East Asians, you'll probably have heard his name in the in the uh, atmosphere, in the yeah. sphere. Um, he... You're quite vocal within the entire conversation, and you're also part of um, Beats, which is an organization that kind of promotes and supports uh, British yeah. East Asian works um, in the UK. Yeah, I, I mean, organizations probably probably quite <laughs> quite quite an exaggeration in many ways. It's um, it's a, g- a gang of volunteers, basically. Yeah, it's a gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is, yeah. and we sort of protest things, and then, and then, but also like, um, you know, we got a bit of a reputation for, for for protesting things and campaigning, but then we also do things like we do organise film screenings, and we mm-hmm. do we've got a thing going with skill set at the moment, which is which is a kind of mentor scheme. Oh, that's I think cool. We've got something like twenty two very diverse East and Southeast Asian writers, directors, filmmakers, whatever. Do you know Amazing. what I mean? Yeah. Um, producers and stuff. Doing, being mentored by like amazing people like Noel Clark and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so cool! That's so is cool. it ongoing now or is it in the oh, works? I've seen that. The Beats. You've seen fellowship, it. Beats it? fellowship. Beats yeah. fellowship. Yeah, it, it, this is the first year, and hopefully it'll roll out next year and keep going, and we'll keep, you know, yeah. we'll keep doing it basically. But uh, yeah, so you know, it's it's uh, it's down to British East and Southeast Asians in theatre and on screen, and that's what we want to see, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I first saw it, I was quite excited at the idea that there is anything, yeah. uh, even if it's, as you said, maybe not like a huge organization. It's no. it's a start of something quite exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like a very brief background into yourself. And obviously, we'll get into it more. Mm-hmm. But um, how have you been recently? <laughs> <laughs> Just we have to ask. Lives are yeah. so different nowadays. Um, well, it, you know, it is what it is. And I'm not overly optimistic at the moment about the way things are going to be i think mm-hmm. we're probably going to have to rebuild our whole theater theater film mm-hmm. maybe not tv so much but theater and film industry basically mm-hmm. from, from the ground upwards again but i've been okay i gotta say i've been quite lucky i've been very busy with with a lot of different things uh t- t- touch wood um <laughs> you know so i can't complain but you know w- watching everything just kind of 
dying around you with with I have to say a spectacularly incompetent government as well. And I, I yeah, came, yeah, yeah. I feel like this, this this virus has followed me over the planet because I was in I was in uh, Singapore in uh, January and February uh, up till March doing doing a play, and uh, and and you, you know you know they're, they're much more alert about it. Mm-hmm. There, do you know what I mean? Everyone knows like SARS, and everyone just goes straight away, but. Mm-hmm. But they, and my wife's out there now because um, her mother's not been very well. She hasn't had COVID, but she's not been very well. So my, my, my wife went out there and it's, mm. it's amazing how much more organized they are about that stuff yeah. there. Yeah. And they, they're kind of really on it and we're just not here. And yeah. it's quite worrying. Yeah, it's quite embarrassing. Yeah. Actually. It is embarrassing. It is. Even pre-COVID times when we visited Hong Kong and kind of traveling, just yeah. traveling. It's yeah. like, why aren't we doing it like this? I know, I don't. Mm. We, and there's this kind of, exceptionalism and arrogance i i i it's just a start i don't i don't think you know and if you look at the way you know i to say a lot of angry white people in, in britain yeah. and america and europe parts of europe have voted on things and what they want i i, I don't i mean I, I think i i get i really worry that that, that we're gonna have to get kicked really bad by this virus and by recession Mm-hmm. Before anyone wakes, for the greater populace wakes up, I just don't know though, you know. And realize it's a real problem that this is this yeah. is a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, on the topic of COVID nineteen, which is kind of like a uh, unavoidable topic, yeah. I suppose it's kind of tiring to talk about, but it's brought on so many changes. Yeah. as we've said very recently, uh, we know that you tweeted out about the. Uh, debate, the parliamentary debate yeah. that happened last night. As a as a background, did you want to <laughs> explain? Or am I am I kind of Basically, jumping on you? Well, the ba- the basic basis of it is like in the media they've used a lot of East Asian imagery mm-hmm. when yeah. talking about COVID, and then a bunch of people put petitions out and like made it known that this is happening, and then. Uh, I, can, I don't know what's her name again. The yeah. North constituent, the amazing Vivian, 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 extraordinary. She, um, um, yeah, but then the Luton North MP, she was like Sarah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. Was actually brought it to Parliament, which is crazy to me. That I, I know it's just so it's so weird having East Asian issues in Parliament like that and properly yeah. debated. Um, yeah, it's just I know it's just yeah, that's kind of what happened, and it's it's an actual movement that is happening. Yeah, I think it it is a pretty significant step. We've seen loads of significant steps in, in terms of Black Lives Matter, mm. um, and obviously the conversation around us, around East Asians, and how we're mm. treated in the society. You tweeted lots of positives about it, but yeah. how did you feel? Did you did you watch did it? you tune in? I did. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I've never watched anything like like that before. Neither have I. No, I mean, I I yeah. didn't. And it's in this kind of side room, which I didn't. I have been inside the Houses of Parliament with yeah. with um, with a Chinese for Labour event years ago, but I didn't. I didn't know it was going to be like that, and I didn't know. Um, I mean, I've I've known Sarah for a while. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been to see my plays and stuff, and you, you know, and I was really thrilled when she got elected in as an MP because you know she tried before and she just missed out on Amber Rudd in Hastings, her hometown, by not very much. Do you know what I mean? Oh. And, and, you know, so when she got in, that was that was that was that was a great thing, and I knew it was great that we had a a kind of campaigning Labour MP who really cares about her Asian heritage and 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 you know um, and that that was a really good thing. But you know, it came off the back of uh, Viv Viv Yao and uh, B 
be seen. Uh, you know, yeah. that's, that's yeah, yeah. five, five yeah. other seen young it. women who are just extraordinary. The f- the six of them are just just incredible, and they only blow me away. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it gladdens they move my heart really fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, the, the amount of energy and articulacy they give it, and 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 Sarah, you know, I I got in touch with Sarah, and I said, look at this, and she's like, yeah, and she took it to the um, culture minister, and then got that debate. I mean, the the annoying thing is, one person from the government turned up, one Tory turned up. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I mean, there were six really? empty seats, and, and and Sarah remarked on it, and it's just like. But you know they're not they're not the kind of government that's going to take no. racism seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah. But but it was you know, and her speech was I mean, it's just just a, a a kind of towering speech. It really was. You know, it's kind of laid it all down there. It was great. What I found interesting was the Twitter um, Sky News tweeted about it yeah. earlier in the day. And oh yeah. Then did you read the comments well, below it, the tweet? It was uh, yeah, of course. Some yeah. stuff was kind of ridiculous. Like what? Just like. Um, this, it sounded like an old white guy. Mm-hmm. He had no picture or nothing, but the yeah. fact that he wrote like racism against Chinese is tosh. We can't even say chinky nowadays for oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. a uh, Chinese instead of yeah, uh, like you know, like fish and chip. You say chippy, like what? Yeah. Have you compared it to yeah. chippy? No, because that's like it's an old, it's like an old, old, old term. Pretty racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and he was complaining he couldn't say it. Can't say it anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a load. Uh, there was there was one. There was one who said um, the Chinese are the most um, the richest, most oh, yeah, the powerful most successful people. In the yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, man, I mean, you know, I don't think we all conform to that stereotype. Number one, and <laughs> yeah. you only have to look back through history. You know, some quite high achieving ethnic minorities have been targeted very badly. I don't, you know, but but you know, there was another one that said you 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 you're trying to replace us and blame us for it. Or something. It was like yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> But I mean, to be honest, I look at that and it welcome to my world because that's like, I mean, like I get that stuff a lot. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've had that said to me on Twitter a lot, and it's I've been in that debate for the last probably ten years. So yeah, has it changed in those ten years? How I guess frequent those kind of comments are, or are do you see any changes happening throughout that time? I think ever since Brexit, it's got much more. Um, th- there was a sense where people had to try and <clears throat> hide their racism, mm-hmm. prejudice, whatever, and try and be polite about it. I, yeah. I, I would say ever since Brexit, it's been kind of unbridled. It's, yeah, it's people be more vocal about. Yeah, they about they it, yeah. they feel they they're vindicated mm-hmm. and they feel they can they can do it and say it. And mm-hmm. Brexit and Trump, I'd say, were the two big ones. Yeah. You know, and they feel like they can just say anything about anyone now, and, and, and they feel they've got a right to do that yeah. as well. Yeah. When people have have made these comments to you, what's your usual response or like your, your first initial thought? I mean, I you know, I I, I try and uh, I try and engage with with humor. Now that, that that's going to mm-hmm. sound like I have a joke with them, and I mean, I know mm-hmm. I, 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 it's quite vicious humor. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't I don't take it. I kind of like. I go back at them quite strong and uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of nasty. Well, that was kind of proven at the beginning of the year, wasn't it? Because um, yeah, you were uh, you and eight other committee members of the equity, yeah, committee, of the yeah. equity rate. What's the official title? Equity R- race equality committee. Race equality yeah, committee. yeah. It was a minority ethnic members committee. We, got, we changed. Yeah, it, that yeah. old name sounded very old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that was <laughs> that was why we changed um, it. Basically, but yeah, you it's, like nine of you all all kind of left because well, equity apologize to to 
like let's not put it blunt. No, let's put it bluntly. Equity apologized to a racist for <laughs> calling oh. them a racist. What? Well, I mean, we didn't actually call him a racist. Actually, really, I mean, oh, yeah. we, 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 they we just like condemned. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't. He was on Question Time. Uh, this is uh, Lawrence Fox, and he, mm-hmm. he basically there was a mixed race woman in the audience talking about the racism towards. Meghan Markle and uh, mm-hmm. he just sort of shouted across her like no you can't call it racism you can't and she just said hold on hold on hold on you're a white privileged man goes, yeah, don't you dare call <laughs> you you're a racist so yeah. so you know one minute he's saying like yeah. you can't just call things racist but I can call you racist so yeah. so that was to me that's like that needs that needs talking down do you know what I mean so yeah. we, we we did we issued some tweets which which equity deleted within hours mm, but um, wow. then he issued uh, he legal proceedings against equity and equity backed down and issued him an apology mm-hmm. and paid his legal fees so we resigned on mass and wow. um he he kind of gets his followers to pile on basically he's done it to lots of people he done, I, I think I'm on, I'm on four times this year but i, I mean i blocked him now because it's just man it's just, i never mm-hmm. even i know also see on facebook everyone's always even though you blocked him everyone always reminds you like your best mate tweeted again <laughs> well <laughs> people have joined the job <laughs> people jo- yeah i mean he i never even heard of him before this like i had no idea who no, he was no he, i mean he came out of nowhere he's from a famous acting dynasty mm-hmm. uh his his yeah. uncle is edward fox who's a very famous actor i know his cousin em- emilia, emilia and fox Freddy, yeah. cousin. who i you know i don't i know her but. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they they have nothing to do with it. You yeah. know what I mean? At one point, he tried to say, you know, my cousins have been followed and, and threatened in the street. I don't believe that for a minute, man. No, no. nobody yeah. thinks anything bad about them. Yeah, no one thinks anything bad about anyone in his family. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, apparently, what, apparently, his uncle Edward does donate to UKIP quite heavily. Or something. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. well, okay. <laughs> but I don't, you, you know, but but it, yeah, he, he, I mean, and and the the, the thing is, at the time. People were like, there are a few people who kind of took his side because he's, you know, nominally some sort of celebrity or something. You know, yeah. people you're, you know, who is he to you? No one. Do you know what I mean? But, but yeah, he's nominally some sort of celebrity. He's got a blue checks, so and people kind of took his side and said, right, you, know, right. you know, they called us McCarthyite at one point. You know what I mean? But I'd say ever since we've just been vindicated and vindicated and vindicated because he's just kind of like turned into the Katie Katie Hopkins of 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 the entertainment industry. You know, you want to start a political party now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's yeah. got he's got powerful right wing backers behind him. You know, it's it's yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I mean it's it's not it's not just his follow. I you know, I've had a lot of lot of stuff, a lot of yeah, I mean it's just a lot of a lot of nastiness out there at the moment. It's worrying, you know. Mm. And does it always become personal or have you ever actually engaged in a debate with any of these people i mean yeah people used to say that after brexit you know we need to engage with these people and try and talk to them yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know it's once or twice once or twice once yeah. or, there was one funny one where where I, I i i was tagged in a comment this was late at night i couldn't sleep i was jet lagged or something in singapore and i scrolled down and, and they were all talking about me <laughs> really and then they went around and they went yeah, he's done some quite good work though. And what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, he, he's clearly quite a good actor. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay then. You know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah. The, the, the white guys think I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, once or twice people have gone. Well, at least you're funny. You know what I mean? I've had that. But 
you know, it's, it's no, generally, no, no, it starts off hostile, it stays hostile. Mm. And they got their Gosh. mind made up, you know. I mean, like I yeah. say, like I say, you know, I said a minute ago, they, they, they feel vindicated, they feel it's their time, they yeah, feel they've yeah. got the right to say, they, mm -hmm. they, they, they want to take the world back from us, basically. They yeah. feel we're interlopers and we're stealing what's theirs when when <laughs> the ridiculous thing is their ancestors and i don't blame them for exactly, it their ancestors yeah. stole everything from us yeah that's you know? what i was just <laughs> thinking yeah. right? you know and, and they go on about they go on about um um you know it, it's like people erecting mosques here and there it's like have you been to singapore yeah, yeah. the whole thing man it's just like you know <laughs> it's like british colonialism mm -hmm. paint by numbers oh man <laughs> i i can't even you know yeah so now let's let's backtrack a, a little yeah. bit because obviously we're kind of speaking around the idea of you being generally very quite vocal about issues yeah. towards um, that British East Asians and Southeast Asians face, and not just in the creative arts, but generally in in society. And then I guess I want to ask you when that all started. Have you always been a very vocal person as a child or adolescent? Was it sparked by anything in particular? I think I've always been quite defiant. Like I say, I don't don't really adhere to that Asian stereotype. I've always been, um, yeah. I suppose I've always had that about me. But I think I think how it started in my work is you're under enormous pressure to keep quiet. You know, people, yeah. you know, you'll never work in this town again. And the whole blacklist thing. You know, you're under enormous pressure to keep quiet. But I think what did it for me was. Um, I mean, I mean, the protesting started with in 2012 when the Royal Shakespeare Company did a production of a Chinese play called called The Orphan of Chow. Mm -hmm. It's a very famous. It's a it's a it's a UN Dynasty classic, you know. Mm -hmm. And they and when they cast it, there was like 16 actors in it, and I think there were three East Southeast Asian actors yeah. who were very young, not mm -hmm. not doing very much at all, playing. I mean, and this got hashtagged, of course, playing maids and dogs. Like there was a there was a puppet dog, and and oh. this is the thing. So so two of the people operating the dog were East Asian, and the other one was black. So it was the equal opportunities mm. dog, you know. What I mean, <laughs> you know, and and it just you know, so you two dogs and a maid. It got it got it got hashtagged by a by two a journalist a blogger called, called Anna Chen. Who yeah, um, that and that that it it went viral very quickly and and i mean there's no it changed theater there's no doubt about it, it changed, no one had ever done anything like that. it was the first big mass social media protest on the, on 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 uh, about theater and, mm -hmm. and it was incredible like the rsc's facebook page for like months you couldn't log on to it it was just it was just festooned with comments from people in malaysia australia mm -hmm. Canada, mm -hmm. you bunch of racists, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And 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 um, I mean, it's been ever since then, really. I mean, yeah. Ever yeah. since then, it, it it kind of would you call that the 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 spark that lit yeah, spark, all of this? Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. And it, it got us into theaters as well. It got it got it got easy because because I got pre two thousand and twelve. You couldn't you, you you know. I mean, I did do work. Don't get me wrong, but I'm mixed race, and I I kind of got it in spite of my Asianness sometimes. Mm -hmm. But you know, mm. it always. Being mixed race worked against me as well, but but there was a thing like you know you you couldn't you couldn't get cast as a as a as an East or Southeast Asian you just couldn't get cast, um, and since then you know we I mean I felt that like was like that was us kind of killing Yellowface in a way, and it's gone on a bit. There's been a few other little bit, but you know that's been a, a steady uh, steady process in the last uh, eight years, I suppose. Is just killing Yellowface. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a huge kind of undertaking yeah i suppose because it it's i mean 
it, it's funny going back to Sarah Owen's speech during yeah. the debate. She named Scarlett Johansson when yeah. she was talking about Yellowface, and yeah. I just heard you laugh out loud while you were listening yeah. to it because it's like it's just, funny that she's become like kind of you know that mess with yeah. Yellowface. She didn't name a role or nothing. She just said Scarlett Johansson as an example, which made me laugh because it was just like it's just her now. It's not that's her brand. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's not Scarlett Johansson in. Ghost and Shell, it's just her. No, it's, 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 you know, and, and she was going to do it to a trans, trans character yeah. as well. I mean, it's, it's she, she's, she's become it synonymous with kind of pinching, pinching roles off minorities, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we kind of sidelined a little bit there with um, Scarlett Johansson, but going back to your, yeah. your relationship with, uh, I suppose what we're talking about is that social commentary and criticism. Mm. And you say you've always been a little bit defiant. I guess being defiant now is very different to being defiant when you were growing up around oh, yeah. these issues. Um, can you tell us about your experience actually not fitting into that model minority oh, uh, I stereotype? Mean, I mean, yeah, I got beaten up at school and all sorts. I mean, it was no, you know, and I got kicked out of school as well, you know, and, and mm. got expelled a lot. And it was really weird. You see, I, I, I got into this grammar school, which was, quite an achievement at that time you know my my yeah. my, my, my chinese dad was thrilled but i, mean, <laughs> I lasted three years there but it was interesting i was always in trouble there and there was one other chinese kid who was in the year above me and weirdly he didn't conform to that model minority thing either he was always in trouble as well but so we used to get like referred to against each other by the mm. headmaster but you know he hated me yeah the other chinese, chinese kid he, well, he didn't want me near him yeah it was quite oh, yeah. so there was you know why kind of- or there, guess why? I don't. I mean, this is kind of one. I can't. <laughs> do you know as well? This, this, this is a thing. When I was in junior school, um, I was about ten. There was, uh, and like, I was, I was, I come from the provinces. I was like in the West Country, and, mm-hmm. and there was one Chinese kid called Su Fai, who was from Hong Kong, and he had a very thick accent. You know, he like, just been bought over. You know, mm-hmm. and. And he came to our school for five months and uh, he really wanted to be my friend and we were in the football team together. And I found it really uncomfortable because it was bad enough standing out as one Chinese kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no two of us. It was like, it really, I feel guilty about that to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he was, a, he was a sweet kid and he, he all he wanted to do was be my friend. Oh. I mean, I wasn't as horrible to him as the guy at my my grammar school. That was, I mean, I, I, I did used to hang out with him, but it was like, when there were other kids around, like, like we'd run out and play football and the other team would go, ah, oh, you're these two chinks. And, and, and it was like, God, man, don't you didn't stand. want to get the attention. Yeah. Don't stand so yourself, close yeah. to me, man. Do you know what I mean? It was like, mm. so it wasn't, but, but, but the, the guy in the year above me at grammar school, yeah, no, he really, it was really hostile. Really. That's really interesting because we talk about all the time how we kind of crave, uh, Connection, uh, connection yeah. amongst um, Asians in the same way that um, the black community has this kind of yeah. unifying connection um, over their own struggles. And uh, you bring it up all the time that we don't really have the same thing or haven't developed oh, yeah. the same thing yet. Within I can kind of see it yeah. developing. I can, yeah, it's yeah. definitely developing. Yeah, yeah, so let's be optimistic. But that th- there is a thing. I, I, I think we're kind of. I mean, especially in my generation, we were kind of predicated on the idea that there will only ever be one of you. Mm-hmm. So, so it, 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 our survival depends on our kind of singularity and mm-hmm. our our pli- pliability. And you know, mm-hmm. like if we go in there on our own and we don't cause trouble, we'll be all right. Yeah. And we're also because. I think because of that as well, because we don't grow up in communities, because because the way the way the way 
East Southeast Asian migration has worked into this country, like we've tended to move as far away from each other as possible. Mm-hmm. Not 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 out of outright hostility, just because you know you, you want to be the only Chinese takeaway. Yeah. And at one point, the yeah. Chinese were the only ethnic group with, with, with a presence in every single borough in Britain. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's probably oh. not the case anymore because the Chinese yeah. takeaways are dying. Do you know what I mean? They can't, they mm-hmm. can't get the staff anymore. But, but so the only ones that apparently rebelled against this were the Vietnamese, mm. who actually said, no, we want to be in a community with each other. But so we don't grow up with, with that. And also, there's, I mean, I, I, I'm quite big on uh, East and Southeast Asian unity, you know, mm-hmm. a pan kind of thing. I think there's more that binds us than, than I, I'm quite I don't know uh, sentimental about that I suppose mm, in some ways but yeah. other people aren't uh, they're quite divided about it and I think I think there's a lot of politics as well there's a lot of homeland politics yeah you know? absolutely and, uh, mm-hmm. some of us some of us really like authoritarians you know we, we kind of yeah. especially the men we kind of like that stuff I, I don't by the way I'm doing <laughs> but, but, but you, you know a lot, a lot of you, you know and and I've also done, I mean, it's not just, you know, I've done a lot of activism around, uh, you get a lot of, like, there are people I've known for a long time, they will not speak to me now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like a political dissident, you know, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> oh, like, yeah. literally, they, you know, I'm scum. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's tough, it's tough, you know, and, and I don't, and I think that's why when, when you're talking about arts and culture, when you, when you, when you say like, like people, like when Crazy Rich Asians came out, people were saying, oh, it's our Black Panther. I mean, it really isn't. You know, because mm-hmm. the oh, thing, okay. the thing about Black Panther is, you usually watch it and it makes you cry because there's a kind of pan Africanism in about it, a decolon- yeah. De- yeah, yeah, de- yeah. decolonization. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, and they have this kind of like thing about 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 the you know the African diaspora. You know, kind kind mm-hmm. of you know uniting. When I just don't know if we can get that with with Asia at the moment because we're too divided yeah and, and half of us attempted to go with the authoritarian regime yeah. in our country and half of us are, it's, it's like okay okay you put on site now about police brutality right mm-hmm. you put it on for black people mm-hmm. 75 80 percent of the audience are like with you like yeah mm-hmm. you put on something about police brutality for east asians i reckon they're like what police brutality 45 percent yeah. maybe yeah, yeah, are gonna go yeah. no the police should be very brutal they should yeah. kill them yeah gosh yeah it, i mean you brought on so many things just then that I wanted to touch on, but I suppose yeah. the most the most recent thing that you brought up is Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Um, and that, so you're not... So because I remember watching Crazy Rich Asians and being obviously excited because yeah. it was a step, a yeah. big step. But I felt uneasy that the only Filipino accents yeah. heard was the maze. And yeah. it's like, all right, well, yeah. we're, we're doing that. Uh, don't know how to feel. But yeah. obviously, you have to be kind of excited because it's a step. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to like like go do a big number on mm. it. I mean, it's a very successful yeah. rom com. It's like I watched it. You can't not enjoy it. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's so much to enjoy in it, and and you know that mahjong scene is quite special. It is. But but then you look at it and you go, it's about a very particular set of, especially Singapore, which is like it's tiny, but it's it's a melting pot. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It's a lot of. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a melting pot for so much um, Asian diaspora. You're right about Filipino because I know so many Filipinos are working in a lot working in marketing and advertising. Yeah. There's a th- there's a theatre writer there who's who's interviewed me a few times. Yeah, I mean you know and 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 you know they do professional jobs and they're, they're high achievers and and um, the idea that they're all they're all maids is just not it's not not true. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm gonna go back a little bit again. Yeah, uh, you talk about 
kind of the intergenerational uh, differences yeah. between Vivial, who's a huge name now, and, and others who are kind of speaking up. Since lockdown began, I know, and oh, yeah, I, right. I, you know, that a lot of podcasts like our, yeah. our own has cropped up. And it's been amazing because they touch upon so many different areas. Yeah. Uh, petitions have been made. Uh, I've been hearing way more on social media in terms yeah. of a conversation around yeah. how we respect ourselves and how we should push society to respect us also. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you... Uh, Obviously, that's a great thing. But do you feel that? Do you feel that we are doing anything wrong? What do you feel like we're doing right? Just generally, how do you feel about this this kind of generational shift about about criticism? I mean, no, no I, 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 I would not criticize. I, I am actually incredibly heartened and moved by it when I look at Viv, people like yourselves, mm-hmm. Natalie Chung, you know, Yellow Bee Pod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see, I see what's end the virus of racism, you know what I mean, mm. which I'm part of, mm-hmm. and all the all the people in there, Mayan and and and, uh, and and Rachel, and you know, I I I'm actually, I mean, it's to be honest, it's all I've ever dreamed of happening. To be honest, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's an amazing thing, and I don't want to, you know, I I, and really, in, in a way. You know, there's something you've got to be careful of when you get a little a little bit older, which is, you, you know, they always say that today's angry young man is tomorrow's boring old fart, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and, and kind of saying, no, you're doing that wrong, you're doing this wrong. I mean, I, actually, I, I kind of feel I, 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 I learn a lot because I come from quite an unreconstructed working class background, provincial background. I wasn't educated about, mm-hmm. about gender politics or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know what I mean? I, w- I was... You know, and I've had to educate myself out of that 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 stuff. I mean, I mean, I grew up in a in a, in a world where homophobic abuse is just part of the landscape. Mm-hmm. And you you did that with each other. You would call each other those names, not not because you necessarily hated gay people. You just thought it was all right, and 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 yeah. and like you know, there's a whole thing. Yeah. You, you know, and uh, yeah. So I don't I don't know. I feel like I feel like you know I I, I learn a lot. I don't really have any criticisms, but I I just think it's it's great that 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 people are doing that and being kind of really sassy and bold about it and fun as well. That, yeah. that, that's, you know, the, the, the kind of mm. wit and the fun and the joy of it, you know, it's like, because black people have had that stuff going on for like, ever since I can remember, you know, and they led the yeah. way for us, you know what I mean? And we can learn a lot of them, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be all angst and anger and nastiness, you know, it should be, it should be vibrant and, yeah. and, and you know, funky, I think, you know, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen it too, but we're kind of on the border of millennials and Gen Z. And even when we're looking at uh, the conversations happening amongst like solidly Gen Z groups, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, you're really, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's such yeah. a boom on, on what mm-hmm. they're learning yeah. far beyond what we learned yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. that age. Actually, you can see the difference already. Yeah, no, yeah you can see it. Time. I think yeah. it, the... The line is even steeper yeah, now yeah, in yeah. terms of how opinions are changing. I yeah. think it's a lot easier to access information now as well in comparison yeah. to like our parents' mm-hmm. age oh, or anything. N- without a doubt. Yeah, um, I'm quite curious. You, you, you spoke about how you had to educate yourself along the way. Yeah. Um, and for us, like it is pretty easy for us to educate because yeah. everything's on social media. So how, yeah. when and how did you start that process? I mean, I, I I think the internet's kind of opened everything up. You mm-hmm. know, before the internet, it was very very hard. You had to go to the library and get books. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
and you know, <laughs> and a lot of that stuff was kept from you, and then it all kind of opened up. I suppose when I when I when I decided to kind of like really go for it and try and be a writer, and uh, you know, when when you start trying to write, you become aware of how horribly ignorant you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, you sit there trying to write, and you think, I don't know anything about anything. This is bad. Yeah. And so I, I, I just started reading a lot. I mean, I mean, I, and I did. I knew nothing about Asian culture, Asian history, nothing. Really. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was, like I say, I was born. My, my father was brought here when he was eight years old. And he's kind of, oh, kind really? of wrenched from his. I mean, it's quite traumatic for him. You know, I don't think he's ever recovered mm-hmm. men, his mental health. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's quite sad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, he didn't really know anything, and he lost his language. You know, he was banned. Mm-hmm. His stepfather banned him from speaking speaking his um, oh, oh, Hokkien dialect in the house, and so he, you know, he's it's like. So we were kind of culturally bereft, and 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 all I knew about really was I knew I knew quite a lot about music. I played I played in a in a group, played guitar, so I knew a lot about you know stuff like that and football. <laughs> but I, I didn't know anything about anything else really. And and it was I, I think it was becoming an actor when I went to drama school. That you know the drama school I went to it wasn't very good in many ways, but they did talk a lot about research. So mm-hmm. that you know you, you they would make you read books when you were doing plays and stuff like that. And Okay. Like I say, when I became a writer, that that was it. I had to kind of bury myself, and uh, I think what did it for me is I wrote a play about the World War One Chinese Labour Corps called, called mm-hmm. Forgotten, Forgotten yeah, yeah, which took me four years to write, and I I oh. had to learn. I mean, I I yeah, I mean World War One. I, I mean, it was it was a real. I mean, it was, it was an amazing time for me to, to kind of absorb all that information in quite a short space of time, you know, mm-hmm. learning all that. Did um, you feel like that kind of cultural disconnect and? Yeah. and- did you ever feel like curiosity about it and wanting to get more in touch or were you kind of because I, yeah. I know sometimes often growing up in a very white place makes you feel like I just want to fit in I don't want because I've felt that way yeah. before where oh, yeah. I've dulled myself down yeah. to fit in yeah um and how how did you tackle that as as a kid well that was yeah I mean I did I did I I I, I kind of like I did want to know but at the same time you don't know so mm-hmm. you start rejecting it and then you do that thing where you just want to fit in and look like everyone else and be like everyone else. So you kind of, again, you reject it. And then there's a whole thing I think about Chinese culture. There's a lot of, lot of exclusion around it as well. And, 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 you know, when you do try and find out about it, a lot of Chinese people go, well, you don't know, you, you'll never know, you know. And, and, uh, yeah. I you know, recognize we, that for you, know, you and yeah. your family <laughs> immensely. Yeah. I, I mean, every yeah. time I'm around his family and he asks questions, they're they're quite the same way, yeah. quite dismissive. dismissive. And yeah. oh, you don't need to. Why do you need to know? You're white. You're white. You grew up here. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the number one argument they always use. Like, oh, you don't. Like, you won't understand it because you're. Yeah, you're, you won't. You won't. Yeah. You won't. You know. Yeah. You know. And in 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 Singapore, they have they have this turn of phrase there. Like, you will know how to do that. <laughs> You, you know, <laughs> you, you'll sit there eating something and they go, oh, you, 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 you know how to eat, you know how to eat chili, huh? <laughs> Yeah, uncle, you put it in your mouth and you, you know what I mean? It's, like, <laughs> it, it, it's really, you know, there's just a kind of thing there. And, and I have to say as well, being an actor, being in the theatre, it was absolutely awful because, it, you know, I, I went to a drama school where I, I did, you know, it was colorblind. You kind of did everything and, mm-hmm. and, and I was kind of recognized as one of the better actors there. I mm-hmm. played a lot of big parts. And you get out in the wide world and you you just kind of, you're supposed to be a Chinese actor mm-hmm. or a Japanese actor, whatever they oh, want. Oh, so like mm-hmm. King and I and Miss Saigon, and that was it. Um, yeah, so I, I <laughs> you know, I don't really fit in that world. But but there, were, there And there was a whole thing around like, you know, some other, I mean, there, there are actors of East and Southeast Asian backgrounds, especially Chinese, especially Japanese, I think, 
who kind of trade on that kind of cultural cachet and they, mm. they you know, like, I, I actually do know how to speak Cantonese mm-hmm. I know how to speak Cantonese very well yeah mm-hmm. you know they can't actually do you know what I mean yeah. a lot of them some of them can obviously don't you know I don't want to diss everyone but but and then they'll go but you'll never be able to do that and then and I force myself I work really hard man I I kind of like 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 I I do I did I learned basic Mandarin I mean I mean my wife my wife is like polylingual you know she's like extraordinary <laughs> wow. And her father doesn't really speak English, so I had to kind of learn. But um, mm. and you know, there's a whole thing like and being mixed race. It, there was a whole you're not really, you're not really, you're not really Chinese, mm. or you're not really. And mm. and, was, and again, a lot of really, really bad, bad language around it. Like yeah. like you you you're too white, they'll yeah. say that you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And you you're too Western, and you're too, you know, really kind of like not. I mean, I don't really use the word politically correct but it's just you know quite unreconstructed in yeah, a lot of ways. Yeah. like very purist type language yeah but just not polite not not yeah. considered not not mm-hmm. not you, you know again, again black people have a whole kind of dialogue about terminology and the way they speak to each other and stuff like that and 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 we, again we're just learning that i think yeah, yeah. but yeah, it, was, it was really there was an amazing dialogue on twitter about about the debate yesterday about about you know can people in Parliament stop saying Chinese? Can we say East and Southeast Asian? Can we include Southeast Asians? Yeah. Please, yes. can we? You know what I mean? You it's know, like on the census is like goes like all these different white people, then like Asian and like Bang- Asian Bangladeshi, yeah. Asian yeah. Indian, and then like other, other Chinese. I know. It's like that's it. That's yeah. that's it. You know, if if you're not so so, I, I mean, again, I'm I'm uncomfortable ticking Chinese in many ways. You know, what I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean. I mean, I'm half Chinese, and I'm kind of Southeast Asian Chinese. I'm straight Nanyang Chinese. Do you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. you know, yeah. probably probably relate probably relate more to Filipino culture in a weird kind of yeah. way. You know, yeah. we're, we're from that kind of hot and humid part of the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But but yeah, and 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 we, you know, we we just we just haven't had very good dialogue around it. Not very bad representation. Very bad kind of race politics. Yeah, I mean, I think exactly what you're saying. Language is so important because. Yeah. I guess from everything that we're talking about, it's about the invisible things, you know, the, the what's weaved into what they call like the social fabric that we don't even yeah. pay attention to anymore. And it's, uh, you said something quite a while ago about how you want to stop calling people half Chinese or yeah. half this and half so that because it, yeah. Because like, I know, I kind of read a lot of these things about a mix, mixed people and mixed race people. And then mm-hmm. um, one of them said like, you're not half this and half that. You're whole this and whole that. Like you are in both cultures. You're not half both, of either. Both, both not yeah, half. Yeah, because that's why I stopped saying like, oh yeah, he's like half Jeff. He's yeah. like half Chinese. Yeah. Like, oh, he's like part this yeah. or part or mix this or mix that instead of. Because yeah. I remember little when I was growing up, my dad was my dad was born here as well. He yeah. was born in like a working class area in Reading. When he was little, he had a lot of bad friends. They would say just half cast. Yeah, and then like secondary school started and then half cast was like oh you shouldn't say that Cause, no because it means this i'm like oh shit that's really dark yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah. and then like i guess the word half as well is kind of thing how do you feel about terminology in general for mixed people because um hapa is like a massive thing for people who are part asian i think that's like comes from hawaiian terms. yeah it does i mean i like hapa but but apparently some hawaiians they don't like the, other people the, using the, it. It's been appropriated, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. I know that we don't really have any... It's a nice know. sounding word as well. I know, mm-hmm. I'm a happer, yeah. I, I, like, I, like, I like, you know, I've, I was very comfortable giving, calling myself happer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, and then, you know, it was Eurasian when I was growing up, but that, that's a bit bit weird as well. It's all it a makes bit you weird. sound like a tectonic plate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you know, I, I, you know, I don't. And we we somehow in this country got ourselves kind of umbrellaed out of Asia as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, yeah, I think I think we've reclaimed that a little bit. Though. Yeah, recent years, but growing up, definitely yeah, yeah. people were like, "You're not Asian, you're Chinese." Like, yeah. Where do you think? Yeah. All those countries. What continent? Oh is God! That in? Yeah. yeah, I remember yes. a girl at school asked me, um, like, what continent China's in? It's like, are you kidding? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> are you joking? <laughs> I know. I mean, when I first started acting, this is the days when you could just call up a theatre, you know, and, and they were advertising for Asian actors. And, and I called and they went, but we're advertising for Asian actors. And I went, yeah. I, you know, and it, oh, no, we were Asian. What an we awkward meant, conversation. We meant, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was like, yeah, I, I don't, you know. Okay, so we're going to backtrack again. Yeah. Um, we're doing a lot of kind of bouncing around, which is kind right. of like the the way that we it's hold we these do. guests. It's right. what we've come to do. Um, obviously, we spoke a little bit about the internet. And yeah. I just want to touch on a project that you were uh, kind of a big part of, the We Are Not Virus yeah. um, digital event. Yeah. And it... It so it like was digital festival, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um and it happened in the kind of thick of COVID nineteen of June this year. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about that experience and, and just kind of explain to people who might not know what that was, um a little bit more about it. Well, me, me and my wife Jennifer, we run a company called Moongate. We, I mean, you know, I said we run a company, we're a production company, so we don't like like we don't sit in an office, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like when we want to do a project, we try and get money and do it. So this was done with Arts Council Emergency Funds. Um, I wish we'd applied for more now in mm-hmm. hindsight. I think we would have got it, you know what I mean? It's annoying, but, you know, we're kind of <laughs> like, we want to make sure we get it. Mm-hmm. But we said we want to do this thing, really, uh, about the racism that's kind of kicked up since since coronavirus yeah. towards East and Southeast Asian people. And, mm-hmm. and it really annoys you when people say it's directed at Chinese people. It's not. It's directed at all East mm-hmm. and Southeast Asian people. Yeah. Not, that yeah. In that sense, the racism weirdly doesn't discriminate. Because so, really, they don't care whether you're no, Chinese no, or not. No, you no. you no. look somewhere around that they region and you're called. Shit, they don't, yeah. you know what I mean? so it was like a tweet. It's like this kid, his mom said to the kid, we should start speaking Thai outside so people don't think we're Chinese. And they just really, it's just like so innocent and cute that this, yeah. this person thinks... That's gonna stop. Yeah, that racism is different between Chinese. So yeah, we decided we'd do this thing, which was ten kind of short pieces of new writing. Um, Mm. So we 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 found some writers, and obviously, you know, some writers we were excited about, and got two 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 great directors on it, Anthony Lau and Jennifer Tang. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we also commissioned along with the, the there was nine East and Southeast Asian heritage writers, and we got one one black African writer to, mm-hmm. to write about the experience of Africans in China because I thought you know we should you know we should get it around. This is yeah, like, yes. this is everywhere. Yeah, definitely. Like, no. So um, and we we kind of did it live for for two days, Saturday and Sunday it was, and then. It's been up online ever since, and it's done really well. It was on the Guardian hottest front row seats for a long time. Mm. It did, it did really well, um, and yeah, it's you know kicked off a lot of interest in 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 us and what we're doing. And uh, 
And I did a thing in it. My my thing was I did a thing called No Time for Tears, which is basically uh, a kind of big, long spoken word thing I wrote and and filmed it with these two um, dancers in Hong Kong, Ghost mm-hmm. and John. Well, they, they they are actually based here, but they they got stuck in Hong Kong, so they they yeah. filmed it all out there. And um, Anthony directed Anthony Lau and Nicola Chang, the amazing Nicola Chang, did the music for it. I'm really proud of that. So, yeah, yeah, I I I watched it, and you have this kind of it becomes this explosive like drum track yeah. in the background that just gets faster as yeah. you speak and and your poem there's there's a lot of um very close rhymes and it just yeah. it, it i thought it really connected well with that that staccato yeah. drum yeah. track um and I just wanted to say your voice was perfect for that kind of <laughs> that kind of yeah. poem because you have that kind of deep um yeah that yeah. deep gruff that sounds amazing well it's um it's it's probably i mean everyone's got one thing that saves their life and mine's my voice is you know as my voice earns me money i do, I do a lot of <laughs> voiceovers and stuff like that yeah but i mean yeah and, and and i i kind of like and i love i love their dancing it's amazing i love the thing about dancers i mean I've, i did a thing with julia as yeah, well yeah. the invisible harmony at the south bank center which i, I was in singapore so i've only seen it on video but i mean she's mm. Like amazing, I kind of yeah, I love dancers basically, and um, you know music and rhythm and poetry. I'm just you, you know like I've written conventional plays and films and things, but I kind of like that that kind of freeform poetry style. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it a lot. You know yeah. a lot because you don't have to mess around getting characters on stage and thinking of stories. You can you can just blitz out kind of mm. you know you don't even have to i mean i say people say it's your thoughts is it even your thoughts it's just kind of like impressions you're getting things that you know and, and it can just it can just roll through you and it's great yeah yeah i did i mean it's great that you use that word roll because it did really feel like that there wasn't any kind of uh clear verses within it i just felt like you were rolling through yeah. and it just kept getting faster as you were talking about yeah. um model minority and not yeah. feeling that and and um so I, the the clip that i told you i wanted to put in is is where you go you've been congratulated in your past oh, yeah. about your quietness your politeness and yeah you begin to list these words that rhyme and it's it just get begins to yeah. pick up that pace um which i really enjoy because it did feel like um you reflected on that like it's become like a manic anger that i could relate to listening to it and Mm -hmm. did you do you agree with that that feeling calling it yeah i I like it because it's more of a like a when you think you don't think in like dialogue or speech you You just think like like this it's like just like words and stuff just Mm -hmm. pop into your head that's Mm -hmm. why it felt it felt reflective of of that like Mm -hmm. emotion yeah Mm -hmm. I totally that and that whole thing about I have had that I've had that said to me on Twitter a few times like like um, when we've protested racism and they go yeah good on you because um, you lot are always so quiet and well behaved <laughs> I hate that I yeah. really hate so that. annoying I really hate that <laughs> or when one of us wants to protest about racism and says things like you know the the Chinese are a law abiding community that really because all communities are law abiding mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean if they weren't you'd soon know about it yeah. you know what yeah. I mean it's like man I mean you know this is kind of like you know as opposed to what as opposed to who I, I just it really frustrates me that, yeah. that kind of idea that 
you, you, you know, we're, we're, and, and like I say, I don't don't fit that stereotype at all. <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble when I was a kid. God, man, I'm I'm very lucky to be here in many ways. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I got locked up and stuff like that. Yeah, Gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're touching upon model minority again, but I kind of want to keep going because yeah. that does come from somewhere. I, I mean, my own upbringing. I know your dad yeah. is the same. My dad very much said, "Let's keep our heads down." Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. Uh, he would tell me off for, I remember in university, my uh, lecturer kind of wasn't being fair. And then there was, it, it felt a little bit prejudice, her treatment towards me. So I said something and then she marked me down. And my dad's response was actually, it's because you complained. See what happens yeah. when you complain. Mm -hmm. um, and so it comes, it's taught to us. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's real. And though a lot of us are definitely not, the model minority, quiet, law-abiding no. yeah. stereotype. It's it is drilled into it's like us. Forced upon us. Yeah, it's become something. Even if it wasn't before. Yeah. Um, did you have that from your parents as well? I mean, I mean, I I'd say my my father is probably some of the sort of exploding doormat. So he'll <laughs> say all that, and then he will absolutely hit the roof about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like. There was something that happened at work once and he was like, and he, he just went off on one. You're, like, you're all a bunch of racists. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It was like, <laughs> it was quite quite good to see that in a way. But yeah, he definitely had that thing. I remember, I remember, I remember the school teacher coming around to see me or something and I left him on the on the steps in the rain and he was like, you left your teacher on the, in the rain? I'm like, yeah, I don't want him in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, th but th th there's various, there's various stages of modern minority though. Th there is, there is a, a situation where it simply is about survival and about yeah. feeling vulnerable and that's mm -hmm. understandable. There is also a more kind of uh, politically deliberate, deliberate way of doing it. There's a book by Ellen D. Wu called The Color of Money, which is all about the modern minority myth in America. And she talks about basically there were certain representative organizations. There was there was a Chinese one, there was a Japanese one. I can't the Japanese one, the the the, the initials were J A C L, so Jackal, which I think was great. <laughs> but but they they basically they basically kind of like put themselves out there as representative organizations to 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 to, to the to the to the American government, whatever, and say, look, mm -hmm. you, you we're a gateway, we're a gateway here to our community. And they would mm. and they would they would, you know, we're not like black people. We're kind of well-behaved. You can trust us. Do you know what I mean? And th mm -hmm. th then I think it gets a little bit sinister and a little bit mm -hmm. nasty. And and you get what I call the model minority beatdown, where people turn on you quite aggressively when you when when you speak up about racism. There is also a thing as well. I I, I think a lot of us, it's quite an Asian thing. We kind of take racism in, and and in a weird kind of way, we blame ourselves for it. It's, yeah. It becomes a point of shame. It's mm -hmm. like, what have we done to these white people to mm -hmm. upset them into being mm -hmm. racist towards us? Yeah. It's, 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 um, yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah, it's yeah. Bread, yeah. The, the third one you mentioned, I think, uh, Dean Christy Koo, is that a name? You're right, she's, she's a, a poet. poet. Yeah. Um, she wrote a poet for the Anthems podcast that we spoke about in this podcast yeah. recently, and she touches upon this type of the model minority ones that have really like almost embraced it. And like absorbed it, yeah. um, and does that version of like, what are we doing? Um, and kind of goes against other Asians in the community saying, "Well, you're doing this yeah. stuff," hmm. um, and it's it's it is exactly as you say, quite complex and and layered in that yeah. fact. Um, that my next question was, 
what kind of responses did you receive from We Are Not Virus? I know you said it did quite well, but yeah. did you also catch some backlash? Not, not really, because because it's kind of quite low level fringe theatre. Mm -hmm. mm. You you you're kind of protected in a way. You're kind of safe. I mean, in a way, you're in a bit of an echo chamber in a way. Mm. But um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I always feel that the the mainstream press when they review the kind of stuff I do, they're you know they're not used to Asians being as outspoken. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. they, and they do react quite badly. Some of them to it, they don't like it at all. You know, mm. what I mean? but they're gonna have to get used to it, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, it's gonna happen more and more. And I think they are getting used to it, to be honest. They kind of they kind of have to respect it off black people. I remember a time when they didn't, mm -hmm. but they kind of have to. They feel they kind of have to respect it off black people. With us, it's like, what are you lot complaining about? I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the whole microaggressions thing, isn't it? Because it's not like as outwardly malicious as no. like um, as like some other racism. But the microaggressive stuff it can amount to more or less the same traumatic experience. I yeah. feel like in mm -hmm. like death or death and uh, mental health damage yeah. and all mm -hmm. this stuff. Um, I think the first time I saw like a proper mass protest was like 2017 with the Chinese um, there's a production somewhere and the whole cast was print, white uh, was room. it the print room yeah yeah the print room the one print yeah. Room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Well, we, and um, <laughs> we were filming the day we were filming the day of the protest so yeah we go. so we couldn't go but oh, I watched man, the video after what made me laugh was like this old white lady came up to the protesters oh, yeah. and was like you guys are being racist, not letting white people play Chinese people. And I was like, <gasps> what yeah. is, what's how does that work? Yeah. Um, Blanche Marvin. Beck Bowie was there. She was like front, front and yeah. center for a lot of pictures. I think a lot of pictures used on news articles was her because she had <laughs> a really good sign. It said something She's, like, yellow her, her and Joe make great yeah. signs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then like, both Benedict and Gemma Chan were there like yeah, doing yeah. interviews and stuff. It was, mm. it was like the first time I saw like, I didn't know, East Asians protested like this. this well, I mean, mm. the, the thing about that, you see, it was a perfect storm, you see. Mm. Like I say, a lot of the time, that, that there'll be more subtle things, like maybe only one of the car, you know, or... Or, or, or Panto or, season. Or they, you know, or they, or they flew some actors from America, yeah. and then it gets quite divided, and people will turn on you and go, you shouldn't be making trouble about this. When you get something like that, that's like the perfect storm. That, that, mm. that, no, one, no one will... Everyone goes, yeah, let's come out for that. You know, it had to be that blatant, though. It, I, 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 mean, I find that frustrating, to be honest. It has to be that blatant. It's like cartoonishly so over the yeah. top. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that was so ridiculous. Yeah. It was yeah. set in China with four white actors. Just ridiculous. Mm, yeah. And, and that's how ridiculous it's got to get before we start saying, well, hold on. And it's like, it's like there are terrible things that happen on TV all the time. And, and we're going... And people are going, no, don't. Uh, but, you know, it's a foot in the door and we should, it's a start. We should be grateful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. And, and when people say it's a start, this is, this is, a, this is, a, fast, this is a thing, right? Yeah, I think about 100 years ago, there was uh, Chinese students protesting outside Parliament. Yes. Because there were six plays running concurrently in the West End with Yellow Face. That was 100 mm. years ago. Like six students or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. And then you get, like, back in the 50s, Anna Mae Wong basically left oh, yeah, hollywood yeah. yeah you know you think about and, and anime wong is an extraordinary i mean it's not just her acting i, mm -hmm. I don't i you know is it good acting i don't even know you know it's black and white films and yeah she's i don't know one thing that's really interesting about, i've never heard her do an accent which is really interesting i think just her face was 
exotic and, enough yeah, for those. I've never heard um, of it. Yeah. But for, for, for the things she said, I mean, if you read quotes from her, it's like she could be talking now. Yeah. 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 It yeah, is yeah, absolute. Yeah, yeah. She was an extraordinary Especially person. Especially her interview she did about losing the, um, the Oscar role. Yeah. To like Louise Rain, what's her the, name? The, the one, the Good Earth, the Good Earth yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, the interview she did talking about that, it was like, this just sounds like an interview anyone can make now. About it's like, like she wrote yeah. a blog yesterday. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, uh, unbelievable. But I mean, also, I mean, I mean, but even like, and you know, Bruce Lee used to say it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bruce Lee used to say that you don't, you don't. I mean, he used the word Orientals in there, but he said you don't, you don't see a real representation in in America and. It, it's it's like so we made a start we made a start yeah. a long time ago yeah. i think we need to push on from the start now so when people say oh don't complain about you know the singapore grip or 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 or, or chimerica or, or you know these things mm-hmm. <laughs> you know look, look look and and you know i don't oh, think... singapore grip i completely forgot about that you know yeah well mm-hmm. have you watched it Oh, well because i wanted to watch it for research but i couldn't it's so bad i mean i mean no cuz they they got me to review it on front row on radio four so they sent me the first two episodes i read the book as well so what do you think about like indie filmmaking and it's come up and a lot of like smaller Mm. films now kind of becoming the go-to for like overseas asians to watch see themselves like the farewell and yeah um lucky grandma's coming out soon and yellow rose is coming out soon as well yellow rose Rose is great yeah yeah Mm. do you think this like access to equipment and access to I guess funding in a way, but you know, that's still pretty hard, but you know, like this easier access, there's not like Hollywood monopoly anymore for filmmaking. You think mm-hmm. that's a lot easier? I think, I mean, the, the problem in this, this country is we don't really have a film industry. We don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and it's very, very hard. So unless you're like Guy Ritchie or someone, <sighs> which well, is also yeah. another, <laughs> I mean, this is i mean in a weird kind of way filmmaking in a way is the most accessible because because yeah. everything else has gatekeepers theater's yeah. got gatekeepers tv's got yeah, walls yeah. of gatekeepers yeah film it you could it's conceivable we could find a way of of doing a script in this flat now mm-hmm. we could probably film it and do, mm-hmm. you then yeah. got to raise money and do good post-production make it look good but it's conceivable mm-hmm. yeah it's hard but you can do it but but yeah definitely i i think all the all the all the best things in cinema I've started from indie filmmakers I don't I don't really believe in blockbusters I don't like I don't really watch them I don't like them I don't mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't you know I mean I mean I kind of like watch I've got quite a good knowledge of really obscure films and then there's there's whole big films that are just there's 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 film stars who completely pass me by you know? I mean yeah. there's, there's, there's actors <laughs> I mean like like Ryan Reynolds was on Twitter the other week I've never seen him I've never seen him act I don't think he was in the Green Hornet once that's literally all I know you know, um, um, when we were Angelina Jolie for years, I never, never saw her do anything. I just ne- never in anything that I wanted yeah, to watch. Yeah, that's not mm-hmm. your space that you want to. No, be no, in. no, no, and and that's why that's why from the London Film Festival comes out because because I have seen films in that festival that I've never heard of again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what I like in a way. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, would, I would like to hear of the films again, obviously, but but I like the fact that, that there's things from all, that people are making all over the planet. But but yeah, de- de- definitely, and 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 you know, I hope. I hope COVID doesn't ravish because it's already hard enough to get to get films in theatres, mm. mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And if they're all going to close down, it's going to be even harder. Mm-hmm. But then we probably need to look at streaming and stuff like that anyway. To be honest, I mean, there's, there's an idea that 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 movie house cinema going is is kind of dead. Yeah, you know, maybe. which is a shame because cinema experience. Oh, is it's nothing like amazing. It. Nothing yeah. Like, yeah. But, but we're entering a whole new world. Whole new faster. world. We are, we are. Well, maybe the screens are going to get as big 
in in people's houses the speakers are going to get as good i don't know but to be honest it, it was on its way out when they started making the cinema smaller and smaller and mm -hmm. smaller mm -hmm. see i can still remember what changed my life in many ways was when i was at the first year at drama school i went all the way into town on a saturday night i watched farewell my concubine and the chiang kai girl film on a huge screen in the west end and and it just blew my mind you know again not knowing anything about chinese history chinese culture mm. that 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 film is it, go, it goes from the warlord era it goes up through up through the the you know through the liberation through through the cultural revolution and you just like i mean i i you know and those actors you know gong lee leslie chung mm -hmm. i was just like oh my god this is just like nothing i've ever seen it changed my life you know it really mm -hmm. did and it's just like it's on this huge screen but for you i don't you know people aren't gonna get that experience anymore do you think that was the first time you felt seen in like filming? Yeah, I suppose so. But then I'm not really seen because I don't look like a northern Chinese, really. I don't, yeah. I don't you know what I mean? I don't, you know, and, and then they were speaking a language that was impenetrable to me, you know what I mean? At that point, you know what I mean? But, you ever, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Have you ever watched anything that you've fully been like, this is my experience and I, and I feel very connected to it? Because I only had that like last year. Last year? Yeah. Last year. Went well with the farewell. Okay, because that was pretty. Like I thought that was the closest. Yeah, because not yeah. that. I mean, my grandma's not ever had cancer. No. And we like done that thing, but it's just I think just Aquafina's like her character's weird in between. Yeah, I, it's I think like I'm that's totally like that. very accurate. It's like oh, this is the first time yeah. ever, mm -hmm. and it's 2019. Yeah, that 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 definitely. I think that like I say, the Mahjong scene in Crazy Rich Asians just stands out. It's like it's not from a different film in many ways. <laughs> That it bit where she where she looks uh, looks um, Michelle Yeoh in the eye or whatever and just says, you know, this is all I'm ever going to be to you as an immigrant. Mm. You know, that was it reminded me a lot of me and conversations I've had with my family mm -hmm. and mm. people I've known in Singapore and stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know, what I mean, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, that that that. Yeah, there are things, but but definitely, I thought the farewell was a very good film in so many ways and and it could only be made by an asian and i think if white people have tried to make that it's just been dreadful oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah you know white people do that stuff it's just i mean what's next do you have anything to plug do you have anything to look out for do you have any <laughs> um call outs this is <laughs> terrible i have things going on and i completely forget about them and it's really bad and I, i'm the worst because i've got so many balls in the air and so like, it's, it's just yeah. all over the place sometimes but i mean i i yeah, on, on Monday night, I'm on this Emmy the Great thing. <laughs> so I, I think you can find probably on her Twitter feed, I, I'll be talking about it. Uh, I've got, what, oh man, there's a radio play I did that we're coming out in January called Peking Noir. Um, but I'm always working on a load of stuff. And, so just look okay. out. So just look okay. out for anything okay. that you're doing. There's this, there's this, there's this Yellow Earth Festival. Uh, we've had, some colourful conversations about their name down the mm -hmm. years, and I believe I believe it is being changed at last. Mm -hmm. So I applaud them. Oh, for really? That. Yes. Interesting. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but they they they've got this thing on October the thirtieth. I think to coincide with that, mm -hmm. which is I think sixteen, seventeen short films of plays. Mm -hmm. I'm in one of those. Um, oh, cool. But there's a whole a range of stuff which um, that should be a good day. I think mm -hmm. watching that. I don't know. That should be a good day. There's some great stuff in there. You know, and I know a real mixed bag of different different heritages, different different experiences, different. You know, it could be could be really incredible. Though everyone had to grab cameras and film it very quickly, so I mean, some of it might be a little bit rough because I mean, yeah. that's just the nature of the beast. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And socially distancing as well at the same time, it was obviously quite ambitious. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, I was just really gonna wrap it off. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast, Daniel, and for anyone that's interested in finding out more about about things that you've done or things to come, then obviously we'll put your social links down below in the description. What about our so- social links? <laughs> yeah, our social links are you can find us on Instagram at rice is rice pod, um, on Twitter at rice is rice underscore pod, and we also have a Facebook page rice is rice and YouTube also rice is rice. But when can they catch our episodes, Connor? Uh, every Wednesdays <laughs> on any like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anything you can get podcasts on. Uh, listen to every Wednesdays, and we'll have like conversations about stuff. Stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening and thank you again for no, giving yeah, us your thank time. You, thank, thank you. you. Oh, it's been a real pleasure. We are following each other. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on. This thing. So <laughs> fuse the national grid. You know. So, yeah. Do you then cool. give your line? Don't forget to get rice in your life. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>